Welcome in everyone to another live edition of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin here with my co-host James Haskell. And DK will be joining us very shortly after he uh, sobers up and drives home. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's obviously a huge weekend here in Baltimore. A chance to, to clinch the number one seed and guarantee that the playoffs will come through M&T Bank Stadium. It is a massive week. Jimbo, how you doing tonight? Good, man. Doing good. It's been so fun to have my in-laws here for the holiday, and uh, they'll be here till New, till New Year's Eve. Um, so we've been doing a lot of stuff, going all around town, seeing all the cool museums in Baltimore. So it's been fun, man. It was a good time today. What about you? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a long, long work day, but uh, mm-hmm. excited to get to the – to the weekend, I got uh, before we even get anywhere into this breakdown. I got one quick question. I help. I kept hearing it, kept seeing it on social media. So I'm going to ask you, Jimbo, off the top of your head, can you think of a bigger regular season game yeah. in the history of the Ravens? Ooh, off the top of my head, I know I'm putting you on the spot, and there's been a lot of games, of course, that we've clinched playoffs and this and that, but. When you consider the fact that there has yeah. not been an AFC championship game yeah, in yeah, the city yeah, yeah. of Baltimore for over 50 years, <clears throat> do you think this is this is up there? Has to be. Has to be top three without even thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right. I mean, just with it, you it's impossible to argue that there's ever been more on the line because there's never been more on the line. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess like, yeah, you could miss out on the playoffs. I guess technically that could be more on the line. But, like, this is such a rarity, right? Like, this is much more rare than just simply making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. This is, you know, like you said, coming through Baltimore and the chance to have an opportunity to have the AFC Championship game at home. It's, it's a big one, man. Big one. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason I say it's the biggest, and because and I see, I see uh, you know, people in the comment. Let's see, Jack said, you know, that, that we had a big win in 2018, I think he said, against the, the Browns that clinched the division. And that certainly is. But this game, Jimbo, is not just one win. To me, this is a a wild card weekend win in one. Like this is two wins. This is a win now, and it's a win in wild card weekend because you get a buy. So it's essentially two wins. And those other games, you still had to play the first round of the playoffs. This guarantees no first round, which basically guarantees a win, and and uh, and, and seals it up. So I'm gonna say this is the biggest, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, it's pretty exciting time in Baltimore. I know the ticket yeah. prices are certainly the largest I've seen in a regular season game. Dude, there's not a ticket in the stadium for under three hundred dollars. Nope, not. Yeah, and shout out, corner. shout out to shout out to the best power cleaning company in Baltimore City gets a free advertising for this one. Black Diamond Power Washing. Two hundred. My boy Ryan hooked number two hundred dollars a pop. Row twenty one fifty yard oh. line. Woo! Thank you, Ryan. I think that's just his. He just gave it to me at cost, like that he gets at the beginning of the season or whatever. Still, he could have made a lot of money. Dude, yeah, I think those seats like six fifty a pop right now. Crazy. Uh, so shout out, dude. Appreciate that. But no, dude, I gotta ask you quick. Oh, uh, Rain, R- Ryan Laney says, Laney baby. Expert. Yeah, man, I need some expert betting picks from y'all. Well, I mean, we can certainly talk about this Ravens game and and yeah. any picks from that. I don't know how much we're gonna be able to provide. When we're talking about the whole NFL. I mean, we certainly have an opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, our, our expertise certainly lies with the Baltimore Ravens yeah. and this game coming up. So well, we'll do our best, Ryan. Yeah, speaking of the entire NFL, though, dude, what do you think about what's going on with Russ? You seen any of Russell Wilson? Dude, I mean, it just blows my mind because, look, a lot of fans here in Baltimore wish the team was more aggressive, wish the team was sometimes loose, more loose with their pockets and, mm-hmm, and would mm-hmm. kind of throw money around a little more often. And 
sometimes, very rarely, it does work out. You know, to throw mm-hmm. these to, to to throw this big money contracts at free agents, but more often than not, this is what we see. We see mm-hmm. teams go all in mm-hmm. on big name free agents mm-hmm. that cost a ton of money. Yep. And look at them now. They're living to regret it. I mean, it, it, the, the amount of money that they're on the hook for and willing to let this guy leave, play against them, and still pay him. You're talking almost $100 million. Million, right? In dead money, they'd take 84 85 something like that. That's- like, first of all, what it tells me is that they, I mean, anything Sean Payton says is gospel to those owners. Because... Yeah. They are all in on Sean Payton, and they're willing to do literally whatever he says mm-hmm. to do because eight, they're going to eat $85 million to watch him play against them is absolutely insane. But do you think – I guess my real question was, like, do you think it's right? Like, I feel no. like almost – you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they don't – they almost don't have the – how can you walk up to a guy and ask him to waiver some – you know what I'm saying? If I'm thinking if, if my company Nuts. negotiated with me and then turned around and said – Hey, can we renegotiate? <laughs> like, can we remove this? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, crazy. You know, and then they punish him. They ban And they him. wanted him to win. Like, he was still trying to make that push to the playoffs while being asked to take less money. Like, yeah. Wild. Anyway, I just was curious to get your thoughts there. Dude, I, I honestly, I'm not like a Russell Wilson guy. I think he yeah, kind of no, comes off no. as like a little corny and kind of strange, but... He's been completely in the right with this, very professional, and I, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, despite the fact that the worst-case scenario is he's going to get $85 million to not play for him. So as, as bad as you can feel for someone in that scenario, that's how bad I feel for Russell. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Now, on to the Ravens. Yeah, man. I only want to say one thing. I'm not going to get into it too deep, but there was a tweet today that was deleted mm-hmm. that some person who obviously has not watched any of Lamar Jackson – Said she, yeah, she she works for sports, uh, Fox Sports Radio, and said Lamar Jackson is not quarterbacky enough for her. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, number one, go watch some tape because Lamar Jackson, dang it, is a quarterback. He's more than a great athlete as she painted him to be. Second of all, uh, the tweet has officially been deleted, and apparently, it looks as though she's not being held responsible. And just you know, kind of, they're trying to brush on the rug. So anybody at this lady, I saw Cole blowing her up today too. I mean, Good. obviously, I'm sure it's 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 uh it's it's hitting the rounds, but Monse Bolaños, like, dude, come on, man, you just can't say stuff like this anymore. It's just out of out of context. It's out of touch. Like Lamar Jackson is clearly a quarterback. Come on, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Anyway, usually I don't get into that stuff, but when I heard it, I was like, dude, this is out of pocket. Silly. I mean, like, yeah. you lose credibility. Yeah. You, you damage more than just yourself when you come yeah. out and say goofy stuff like that. So. Yeah, man. It sucks. Yeah. So like low-key, Tanja's right. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the unfortunate part. Yeah, because there's only so many voices of women in sports that like it just carries more weight for the rest of the women that are in, right? So when you say something goofy like that, unfortunately, yep. people will naturally group them all together. Well, because there's those people who are just waiting to go see. Exactly. See? Exactly. Yep. You know, and yeah, it's a sucky yeah. thing. you don't want to give am- any ammunition to those yeah. people. As well, Manny says, remember LJ passing touchdowns over 23 and a half that we thought was a lock? I uh, Yes, I do. I remember talking about this before the season started going, what? That's the total. Mm-hmm. And he said, I took it. And uh, in mentally preparing myself for Lamar Jackson for four <laughs> touchdowns and then sit week 18. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be absolutely, uh, man, that would be frustrating. Now, I wonder, oh, so that was passing touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, look, it, there's no doubt that anyone would have expected him to have more touchdowns than he has to this point, but I'm not going to penalize him or this offense for realizing that a 235-pound Gus Edwards is pretty yeah. damn good yeah. when you get inside the red zone. Stupid. Like, okay. yeah, just like you said, for ha- you're being Lamar's being penalized for having a well, ver- you know, a very versatile team. Yeah, but no. it's amazing how the freaking experts put that number out there, just dangled it, looking mm-hmm. easy for the taking. How do mm-hmm. they know? How do they know, Jimbo? Mm. Those experts, Does man. Does it make They're you good. wonder? It doesn't because I can't let it make me. <laughs> no, yeah, that would be insane. Um, but, yeah, man. And, and then yeah. one other thing I want to talk about really quickly before we get into all this is I'm going to be honest, Glenn. Thank you. The foe that I'm most concerned about in the playoffs right now is the Cleveland stinking ass Browns. Joey Flack with that defense coming into Baltimore and the MT Bank, dude. They got me a little nervous of all the other teams in the AFC. I don't want to see them. Nope, I'll take, take the Bills. That's I'll right. take bring anyone in here. Don't yes. bring January Joe in here. No, no, please. Please look, I'd still pick us to win, but I just don't want to see it, man. Don't want to see it, Glenn. Well, Ravens O's Nation uh, is sharing their unpopular opinion. Says, I don't care about Joe Flacco anymore. He's our rival now. And if we play Cleveland come playoff time, I want to kick his ass. Well, there's no doubt I want to kick his ass. But to say I don't care about Joe anymore, I can't fully say that. Right. Because when I see him, I can't help but the smile just starts to form on my face. (laughs) And look, I'm sickening seeing him do this in a Uh Browns uniform. But Mm – to see that motion, to see that ball just mm-hmm. explode out of his right hand. I mean, I can't help myself but get caught up in the in the in the uh, the uh what's it what's the word I'm looking for? The, the story, the story, yeah, the, the emotions, yeah, the, all of it, everything. But look, that's the last team I want to play in the playoffs. The, I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll bring on the Dolphins, the, yeah. the Bills, all of them. I think what you'll you'd agree with too is it's not just Joe. It's the combination of Joe's history of success. In the playoffs when he's got a good defense like that. If you look at any of Joe's early success in his career, because he had success early on, if I'm not mistaken, he was he was one of the first rookies, right, to have a a, a playoff victory or two like that early in their career, something like I think that. Road victory, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was some some statistic, but the, but the point was you you just pair him with a solid defense. And it's like he's a I mean, he's obviously leading the league in touchdown passes, but Joe turns into this better playoff manager or, or game manager plus some right in the yep. playoffs where he's making big plays right so he's not just doing the big plays he's also managing the game better so yes no you're right oh you know i'd still pick us to win but i'm not excited about it that defense yep. is brutal they got three tough pass rushers they got interior. anyway i yeah. love that orion appreciate it he did not want to be squared so that's why he's here i love it <laughs> you have to be here or be squared <laughs> That's hilarious. That's I awesome. Like that. oh, uh, oh, oh. oh, DK's here. My bad. All right, I'm, off, I'm off work. I'm off work. I don't have to do the button pushing anymore. <laughs> um, we'll see if he um, if he can make it through a whole show or if he'll just uh, nod out. <laughs> um, you never know. With Dude, DK's going to start getting AA pamphlets in the mail. <laughs> oh, uh, Don C says. DK. Appreciate you, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for hopping in, DK. Don C says. Guys, they're saying Miami has a great defense. They are tough against the run, rank six. Do you think that's attributed to teams getting blown out and balling on the run? That's a great point, Don. Uh, and we're obviously going to break down their defense. Um, but I do think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, one, Don, honestly, Miami's schedule has just been pretty weak, I think. I mean, it's been relatively weak. And the games they've lost, 
have been against good football teams, but uh, yep. them being ranked six in the run, if they're they have an explosive offense and teams are always having to pass the ball because they're playing from behind anyway, you know, yep. is gonna is gonna be advantageous to them to any defense. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a that's a contributing factor. If I'm not mistaken, when we when uh, who came in here, the Detroit Lions had a top five defense when when they came in here. And uh, the Seahawks for that month were like the best defense in the league. Yep, they yep. were on a hot streak. So they just got uh, who was it just trade for from uh, the Jets? I think it was or the Giants. Leonard. Oh Williams, yeah, right? Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the big cat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, look, I, I get the statistics are what they are, but we we know from the Lamar MVP example that they are only a portion of the analysis. So I'm not too concerned about it. I think we still get the job done. And all that being said, I think we're still ranked first in the run, the NFL. And the NFL, if not, we're top three. So, yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. But no, you're right. It's a combination of a lot of things. But they're a good defense, and we're going to yeah, get yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we certainly we don't want to overlook what they've been doing since Jalen no. Ramsey came back because that guy has made a huge, huge difference. Um, let's see here. All right. Well, I have the injury report prepared. I know let's that's where, where we like to start. Um and I know that I know that it's gotten a little lengthier than we were hoping. I'll be honest with you. Um, it's not it's not how we've been seeing it the last few weeks where we were really the healthier team. Um, that's all changed. Uh, so well, not all changed because they're dealing with injuries too. So let's be yeah, fair. Yeah. It's it's not just us, it's them as well. But we'll start with the good guys. Huh? You mind zooming in a touch? Do I am I still faded out? Okay, yeah, I'll try. Let's see here. All right, look, I'll just focus on one at a time here. Hey, oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. All right, so as you can see here, the list is getting a little bit longer. Uh, Jalen Armour Davis has been dealing with a concussion, already been ruled out for this Sunday. Odell Beckham Jr., interestingly enough, Jimbo, rest all week. <laughs> no participation, but no injury designation. <laughs> just rest. Uh, now, Zay Flowers dealing with a calf injury did not participate until Friday today when he did get in a limited session. Um, And then Kyle Hamilton, I mean, how does he keep doing it? Every time we think he's, he's going to at least miss a game. He's got a shot to play, got in a limited participation on Thursday, did not, excuse me, take part in the walkthrough on Friday. But Jimbo, what I'm noticing is cornerback safety, then I look down, Brandon Stevens, cornerback, out, did not practice all week with an ankle. Mm. What's your concern level going into a game that has maybe the fastest overall team yeah. and the most explosive, definitely the best receiver in football with pretty beat-up secondary? Yeah, it makes me concerned. And just like you said, the the Brandon Stevens uh, piece of that, you know, outside of Kyle Hamilton, but from a cornerback perspective, you know, makes you really concerned. And, you know, for me, I think about what happened last year when we were weak at the cornerback position. I think Marlon went out and they scored, what, like 28 points or something like Mm -hmm. something ridiculous, that stat. But this also makes me think of, remember talking about, I I remember, I think it was the post-game show for the Browns when we lost here in Baltimore, I think it was, if I remember correctly, this year. And that week in particular, a lot of guys were limited and then just practiced Friday or just, Mm -hmm. you know, were limited Friday or you know what, but they'd spent a lot of time in that week before not getting reps, not getting time. And I know we, we that game was certainly winnable for us. I think it was that game. It was either that or the Colts game. And I can't remember, but either way, it just feels like that. So it does make me a little nervous in that, like, I remember that being a thing that we were talking about how 
All right. And the following week, if you remember, there was a lot less guys limited on, on, you know, uh, Tuesday limited on Wednesday. It was more guys full, 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 full. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it does make me a little nervous. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to see a beat up secondary trying to contain the best. I mean, look, there's, there's, there's fast players. You know, I think we yeah. all agree that Keaton Mitchell's speed was something. I mean, you just noticed it when he was on the field. Well, Tyreek Hill is another gear than Keaton Mitchell. Like, he is yeah. that fast. When you watch him play, it literally looks like he's in fast forward and everybody else is in regular time or regular yeah. speed. Yeah. So, anytime you guys are missing, you know, guys got miss missing practice and you look at, and a lot of these are lower body injuries, Kyle Hamilton with the knee, Mallette with the knee, uh, Stevens with the ankle, it's certainly going to affect how they run. And so, yeah, I, I just get a little bit nervous. I don't want to see anybody in the secondary out uh but the good thing is we still have marlon humphrey you know we still got a healthy you know pair of safeties if kyle hamilton isn't able to go with uh with with, with uh, marcus williams and and of course geno stone so we got other guys got other talented players but man it sort of sure would have been nice to see at least a healthy brandon stevens the way he's been playing yeah no i i couldn't agree with you more we need as many bodies back there as we can and and obviously the talented guys but i will say bright spot Brodick washington so to me the the question marks Leaving last week's game were Hamilton, Washington, Zeitler. Those are the three yep. question marks. And yep. they all practiced in, in, in some form or fashion. Obviously, yep. Broderick, Washington, and Zeitler full, uh, you know, Broderick uh, full on Thursday, Friday. And then Zeitler only missed Wednesday, limited Thursday, and full Friday. So, yeah, those are those are some bright spots there for us. Obviously, they're on the list, and we would mm -hmm. want them on the list, obviously, or ideally, but for them to be back not missing time and then uh, potentially playing this game is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good news. Thank goodness. Cause we did not want to see mm -mm. a full game of Ben Cleveland unless it was absolutely necessary. So appreciate uh, Zeitler doing everything he can to get out there. Let's move on to the dolphins. They have a, they have some injuries too. I mean, obviously they have, they have a bunch of concerns. The big one already ruled out for this Sunday is uh, wide receiver Jalen Waddle, who is maybe the second fastest player in the league behind just Tyreek Hill. He's already out. So that immediately takes huge pressure off the defense, knowing that, you know, Tyree kills the only guy out there that is just freakishly fast. Now, unfortunately for the Ravens, they do have Robbie Chosen. You guys probably know him as Robbie Anderson, uh, more commonly known, did change his name. He's back out of the concussion protocol. He his last name is now Chosen? He's changed his name to Robbie Chosen. I thought his first name was Chosen. Nope, that's yep, the last you're right. name. Robbie Chosen. Huh. All right. Uh, so cool. previously known as Robbie Anderson, the speedster. So he's fast. Uh, and then they got, I mean, absolute burners everywhere else at the running back position. Did not participate Raheem Mostert in the first two days of practice, but got in a limited session. He's on track to play, although gets the questionable tag. Uh, and then Devon Achan, another another guy who did not participate uh, Wednesday, did get in limited session Thursday and full on Friday. So he looks like he's. He's kind of in line to play. Mm -hmm. I think the big one they're getting, they have a, a good shot of getting back is Taron Armstead. Their left tackles had a ton of injuries this year, in and out of games. And when that line isn't playing well, they don't play well. So that could be big if they get Taron Armstead uh, healthy. And then last couple, Jimbo, because this is a long list. I'm sorry yeah. for uh, no, taking no, a while good. here. Javon Holland missed the last four games. He is an all-pro level safety, a, a, an absolute monster on the back end. Yeah. As far as right now, he's on track to play as long as there's no setbacks between now and game time. So that's a big get for them in the in the uh, in the secondary. And then Xavier Howard also looks like he's on track to play, which 
He's not the old Xavier Howard, the highest paid corner in the league, but he's certainly still a, a serviceable play, a serviceable player and a guy that can give us fits in the back end. Yeah. Uh it's yeah, it's I mean, obviously, like you said, with Waddle being out, that's a huge deal. Um mm-hmm. I, I'll be interested to see what Tua's thumb situation is uh as well. Yeah. But look, I don't even care if they're healthy. Let's line them up and run. That's right. Uh that's the way I see it here. Uh it's really just about game planning properly and and uh and you know understand who's playing and who's not because at the end of the day healthy not i don't care bring it um oh dk said he did briefly change his name to chosen anderson and now it's robbie chosen ah okay gotcha. well, okay wait till next week so he did drugs and and regretted it so he decided to do drugs again and then you think so and then i mean this isn't a decision one makes while sober right well maybe i don't know maybe uh Look, I, I don't know why people change their name, but I have heard a couple people, you know, they they, they don't feel like, look, they didn't get to choose it. They wanted to choose a name. So, hey. No, he said chosen. Look, I've chosen Robbie now. Robbie there chosen. You go. There you go. Hey, whatever anybody wants to do. Hey, whatever floats your boat, bro. Have fun with it. Don't matter to me. No way. Uh, let's see here. We got some super chats and you catch up. Manny says, Joe has to stop touching people's heads. Did you see Quentin Williams' reaction? Our defense would devour Joe Flacco, only worried about their defense. Uh, yeah, I did see Quinn Williams absolutely club Joe Flacco across his face. Why? He's, it was he was just trying to get to him, and he was just fighting, and he and he and he just clubbed him. Totally mm. turned his head sideways, and Joe rolls out to the left, and and just absolutely puts a puts the ball right on the money. And Quinn Williams was just like, golly. So to your point, Manny, if he can't track down a thirty-eight, I think thirty-eight year old. Joe Flacco, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot more difficult trying to chase Lamar Jackson. Yeah, of course that's Quinnen. I guess we're not playing Quinnen. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll be at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or wherever in the Bahamas or somewhere tropical. I'm sure. Um, Devin P says Burrow's not even the best Joe in the division. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Old Joey Flack had to come back and say, "Dude, sit down. That's right. I got a home. Let me show you how it's done." But uh, look, we don't want any of that in Baltimore. We want to uh, send Joe Flacco back. To He's won enough game. games at M&T Bank Stadium. That's right. He doesn't need to win anymore. Certainly not in a Browns uniform. Not in any other uniform, but golly day, not in a Browns uniform. Um, Max says, I'm feeling good about the Ravens, but worried about the lack of consistency in the run game uh, from the running back since Keaton went out. Mm-hmm. So, Max, I I, I have that I've have that thought as well as what I'll say. I, I want to talk about this uh, when we get into our offensive defensive matchups. But uh, I would say to your answer, I think that we see a bounce back game this week from the backs. I'll talk about it a little more uh, when I reveal my player of the game and stuff like that. But I think that by the end of this game, your concerns will be answered. Um, I hope so. I, I feel I feel good about that. I mean, I see why Max is I, definitely I, I see it. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to go back to a, a time where Lamar Jackson was the run game. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't need any of that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope, 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 nope. Um, all right, so let's see here. Let's get into, yeah, man, let's get into it. Let's get into our matchup, dude. So obviously we start every week after we get done with the injuries, we start talking uh, the defense, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I have the stats if you want me to start running through them here, Jim. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. So on the defensive side of the ball, uh, let's see. They average they're 13th in points. They give up an average of 20.9 points per game. Yards, they're third, just 296 on average. Uh, let's see. A third down percentage, they are seventh. They allow opponents to convert third downs at a rate of 36 percent. 
Uh, rushing yards, they are fifth. They give up 90.8 rushing yards per game. So, yeah, top five in that category. Defensively, against the pass, they are 10th, giving up 205 passing yards per game on average. So, this is uh, this is not a team. It's a team that's pretty damn special on defense, especially when you look at what they've done since Jalen Ramsey's got back. Let's mm-hmm. see, opponent red zone scoring, and this is going to maybe be a little foreshadowing to some keys later. Mm-hmm. They're 26th. They allow their opponents to score on 63.6% of their red zone trips. So they're pretty good, uh, but not, not nearly as good in, in uh, the red zone as they are in the rest of the parts of the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, and look on top of that, you talked about Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey, but every week we have stats and then we have like players to watch, of course. And this list has is long and, and uh, look, there's not a ton of slouches over there. It's certainly got names outside of Ramsey. Of course, we know Chubb, the former uh, Denver Bronco. We know one to Sean Elliott, who used to be here in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I always I I always get this guy's last name wrong, but he used to be here too. Wasn't he late round pick for us? Is it Siler? Dude, he was the last pick last that Ozzie Newsom ever pick, made. Right? Last pick Ozzie yeah. Newsom ever made. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I dude mean, I- has found a home in Miami. Yep. Absolutely has. Shout out to him for that. You talked about uh howard already and you know there's christian wilkins and javon holland but look these guys got names this list is long for a reason and like glenn said ever since jalen ramsey's come back they've they've been gelling uh but i you know from uh that's really who they are defensively and ultimately uh you know as a team they've struggled against as a team they've struggled against good football teams right mm-hmm. like they just got their first win against an above an over 500 team. And it was against the Cowboys who are like the third, fourth, fourth. They're like a top five team in the NFC. Well, on so the road, like, they're horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, what does that actually say? I'm honestly not, I, this might sound over arrogant or overconfident. I'm not crazy concerned about the Miami dolphins. I know they're explosive and, and, and there's a lot, there's, you know, a bit that'll keep you at, up at night defensively, but, I'm not a huge believer in one, two, a tongue of Iloa, but what I want to talk about from offensive perspective is what Max brought up. Uh, I know recently, ever since Keaton went down, I've noticed that the, the offensive, the rush attack, certainly, you know, speaking of Gus has been a bit inconsistent. Some of it I think has been strategy in that, like we just haven't run the ball a ton. Lamar's been beating defenses with his arm mm-hmm. and we've been getting it done. And like you talked about, Lamar's been doing it with his hand, with his, with his, uh, with his legs. Um, as well as throwing the ball. So I think there's some of that there, but uh, my key to the game offensively is let's get back into a groove and let's win the time of possession. Uh, I know that there's, like I said, there's been some up and downs from the running attack, and this is not statistically the Gus Edwards we're used to. I don't think he's just all of a sudden gone. Like his talent has just left his body. I think the mm-hmm. offensive line needs to, you know, take take advantage of some of their matchups and do a little bit better from a, from a uh, you know, a, a rushing uh, perspective, but outside of that, I expect that we are able to control the time of possession, keep their defense out on the field, punch them in the mouth a bit. And it's funny because I feel like two weeks ago it was, or no, it was last week, right? You picked Gus Edwards to be your player of the uh, game. Yep. And if I remember correctly, I picked him the week before, and both weeks he hasn't turned out for us. He got a touchdown. He, a touchdown. he always a touchdown, gets one, but like, yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean. It wasn't like the yeah, typical. Yeah. So I'm I'm taking Gus again because I'm going to double down. I think he's going to get in his groove, and I think it's really going to be an offensive commitment 
to make sure that we are able to control the time of possession. You know that's what John wants to do. Help yeah. your defense. Keep the ball out of their hands, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm going with Gus Evers. I think that's our that's that's my key to this game. I think if we can simply just keep the ball away from him, play a little keep away, I think it makes our lives a lot easier this week. Yeah, I mean it's funny they're uh, both good defenses, them and the Niners, but but I think they're just different in how they and how they do things. And so mm-hmm. they have a really good pass rush group too. I mean Bradley Chubb's got eleven mm-hmm. sacks. Siler's got eight and a half. Even Christian Wilkins from the t- tackle position, he's got eight sacks. Uh, they they are missing Jalen Phillips, who yep. you know was a big big loss Achilles, for them. Right? Yeah, that was a tough one after after really, you know, he thought he was retired from football medically when he was in college because of so many head injuries and totally turned it around. Had a huge start to his career, so it's it's tough for him. But they got guys they can certainly get to the quarterback. But I, I think it's like you said, their run defense while ranked super high. I think is aided by the fact that typically game script takes opponents out of the run because they have to keep up with this high powered offense. And, and a lot of times they beat up on, I mean, look, they got 10 wins over, over bad teams. They got 10 wins over teams that are under 500. I mean, so they beat up on bad teams, get a lead early and they force teams to try and throw. And that's why they have so many sacks. And that's why they're so good against the run. In my opinion. Now, I think what they're going to do is they're going to probably try and spy Lamar like a lot of these guys do. I'm sure it'll be David Long, their their leading tackler. He can he can absolutely he can run. I don't know if he can run with Lamar Jackson, but he can run. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll spy him. But I think we have an opportunity to lean on these guys, do what we did to San Francisco. Look, everybody said when you play San Francisco, you're going to be beat up and you're going to struggle the next week because they're physical. And nobody is more physical in the whole league than the Baltimore Ravens. So I I know that yeah, we do got some injuries. That's a tough matchup. But I think we bring the fight to them. Like you said, we punch them right in their mouth. We let them know that this is AFC North football. It's like Pat Queen said. They don't all want to play AFC North football. Uh, they might think it sounds good until, until you know you start getting hit in the mouth. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we have an opportunity. I think if you're going to pick on anyone, pick on Xavier Howard. Don't pick on Jalen Ramsey. Even though he's coming off injury, he's still Jalen freaking Ramsey. The dude's good. But you can, I think, get the deep ball over the head of Xavier Howard. So, um but for me, it's all about finishing drives. No field goals in this. They are bad in the red zone as a defense, so let's mm-hmm. exploit mm-hmm. that. Finish drives. Mm-hmm. If you go down there and get three, that ain't nothing against this offense. You got to get seven, put them away. So that's mm-hmm. my key. Don't settle for field goals. Take advantage of their 26th-ranked red zone defense and punch yep. it in for seven. My player of the week, my offensive breakout, look, they tried to give him the scepter this week. I thought it was so cool. They gave Pat mm-hmm. Queen the angry run for absolutely running through a potential blocker. Yeah, and they tried to pull, excuse me. And then he makes the tackle for loss. He tried to give the scepter to likely Isaiah likely and said, this is the guy. So I'm thinking big week for him this week. They're going to be so mm-hmm. concerned with trying to contain Lamar Jackson with that, that little soft rush. We saw the Niners doing, and they're going to have a spy. And Likely is going to be one-on-one taking full advantage of these guys. So Isaiah Likely is my breakout player. He has a big game, Jimbo. Over 100 and a tutty. Oh, I like it. I like that a lot. It's very likely, right, that uh, that's going to happen. I feel good about your pick as well because when the ball does go up in the air and it's not in the gut of Gus Edwards, I, I feel like Lamar has the trust of one Isaiah Likely, and he's, his confidence just seems to be growing every week. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It's really exciting to it's exciting to watch him you know, flourish as a player and come into his own. Uh, so yeah, I, I like your pick as well. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And also your key, I mean, it makes a ton of sense, right? Like, um, it's funny because some of this stuff I wanted to talk about defensively, but uh, you know, you're talking about just playing physical, punching teams in the mouth, and uh, and playing AFC North football. It's just a different, it's just a different game here, man. It's just a different game. Uh, Manny says breakout Bateman. A game is a lock. I, I've, I've been waiting for this one. That's DK's guy. I've been, I've been waiting and waiting, and it's not that you can see it; it's right there. But gosh dang, it's just hard to pick him as a breakout player because we haven't seen it yet. I, I just think he needs more targets. Like it, it's does. crazy. They keep charting every week. They update the chart, and every week he gets a further lead of the kind of separation this guy is yeah. creating. But yet he still has those. Those those drops, those uh, those those concentration drops, and it's not as a big a deal when you're getting eight, ten, or or like last week, Zay got what thirteen targets, and he had a drop. You know, he mm-hmm. may have. I'd mm-hmm. argue he had two drops, one on that crosser. It was a little behind him, but it, it, he could have gotten it. And the other was boom, right in his hands. He was standing still, but you lose that. You, you don't you don't focus on the drops because he had ten other targets that he was able to convert. Well, when you're getting four targets. If you have God, one drop or two drops, yeah. it's like it looks horrible. He dropped half mm-hmm. his targets. So, yeah, I just hope we have a game where Rashad Bateman can be more of the focal point of the offense. And I don't know if yeah. this is maybe a thing where they're trying to save him or they're trying to, you know, keep some of their cards hidden. I, I don't know exactly. Maybe or maybe he doesn't like him for some reason. I don't know. I'm not saying it's justified, be. but. No, nah, it could be. You're right. It could be something that the comfortability is just not there yet. The confidence isn't there from the coaches. But man, it's just insane to me when you look every week, and then even when the when the film comes out, I mean, the clinic he's putting on in a route running standpoint is insane, leaving yeah. guys looking embarrassed. But yet he doesn't always attack the ball, catch it confidently, and then make plays after he has That's the ball in his say. hands. I, I feel like um, every offensive coordinator, but I think Munkin really loves guys that 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 major in yak yards. And he could. Uh, He's he could. Done it. I think he could too. Absolutely. I, I I don't disagree with you. I I but I do think like Monkin goes in his head and he's like, you know, it's hard to bypass a guy like Zay, right? Who like he's on a highlight film every week when he you know mm-hmm. he makes somebody slide past him, right? And I don't know. I'm just trying to think of any possible conclusion that I could come to, to as to why he's just not getting the ball more. You know? Yeah. It's I, I, by the way, I don't know if you guys have seen, but Hollywood went on a podcast with oh boy. what looked to be children. I mean, they looked young, Jimbo. I mean, shout out to them for getting a big-time guest. Hey. But they looked like they were in high school. But they rehashed or they brought up – I don't know he might even brought up the the issue of him when he left and his issue with Roman and even the tweet he put out with soldiers and, <laughs> and all that. And, look, I mean, I don't really exactly remember what he said, but I'll tell you this. It looked like he – he missed Baltimore. Like it looked like he was like, oh, like that's just maybe I'm reading into it with the purple glasses on. Sure, sure, to sure. Me, it looked like, oh man, if he could, if I could turn back time. Oh gosh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he certainly would have done things a little bit differently. Yeah, I like but it. Lamar was sitting right next to him in the front seat of the car, and he asked Lamar, "Should I send this tweet?" And Lamar said, "Do you?" And so he said, I'll tell you this. I said the tweet, but I wasn't the only one feeling that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Just yeah, but yeah, you didn't have to send a tweet either way. And Lamar said, do you? Because Lamar's not going to tell a man what to do. Yeah, right. That's true. But I could see 
he missed Baltimore yeah. so bad. And as much place. as I trash on Marquise, it would be fun for him and Zay to be in the same wide receiver room. Now, I don't know if we would have drafted him if we had Marquise still. You right, know what exactly. I mean? But it just, just we definitely wouldn't have uh, Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah, that, and that's true too. Thinking about it hypothetically, though, is kind of cool. Think about those two guys uh, running around back there. As much as I love to give him a hard time, he's obviously still a good football player. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Let's All right. Let's get here. back into it. So, all right, we talked about there are our offense versus their D. I, I think the last thing I'm going to say really quickly before. Like, I talked to you in the pregame show. I looked up all the box scores of all their losses. Yeah, yeah. And I, I pointed out one thing to you, but one thing I didn't mention is the fact that in all four of their losses, Tua has been outplayed. He has not been the best quarterback on the field. In in the game against the Bills that they lost, you know, Tua 280 and a touchdown, Josh Allen 320 and four touchdowns. Uh, he, he was definitely not the best player there in the game against the Eagles that they lost. He threw for 216 and one touchdown hurts 279 and two touchdowns mm-hmm. uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, let's see here. He threw for 193 and a tutty Pat Mahomes 185, but two tutties and no turnovers. Uh, and even Will Levis, you know, in the game that they lost to in the game that they lost to the, the, the Titans Tua, 240, no scores. Will Levis, 327 and a touchdown. So in all four of those games, he was the second best quarterback on the field. So I think that Lamar Jackson just has to do what we all know he does and just be the best quarterback on the field this Sunday. Yeah, uh, and I ha- that's one thing I have no doubt of. I have very little concern of that. Uh, and, of course, we'll, we'll get into that um, here in a second when talking about our defense against their offense because I know we're getting into their statistics, but, look, I talked about names on their defense. It is – hard to overlook the names here when you just look at the names on the screen you know on the screen and you think of you already talked about Glenn Raheem Moster you know you talk about uh Tyreek Hill of course we all know Wilson Jr. um who can you know wiggle um HN I mean look uh, HN's out this week right or he's questionable I think he's questionable questionable yeah, he played but last look, the week, dude though. can fly mm-hmm. right Wilson Jr. Robbie Chosen who say what you want about uh Robbie Chosen he can fly as well so they got speed on speed on speed, and we got some banged up guys in the secondary. Uh, certainly a very intriguing matchup here. Um, but before we get into statistics, I just want everyone to remember what they did to us last year and mm. how it how it felt. You don't have to. No, no, I just want you to feel it for a minute. No, because I don't wanna... Whatever you feel, don't our, de- our defense remembers that. They're I feeling... bet them young guys remember it. Remember them young guys running around looking lost? Yeah, this Didn't was Kyle Hamilton get benched. I think so. But th- th- look, this was in MT Bank said you don't want to think they write this wrong in the biggest moment of the season. I mean, this defense, if they didn't have a ton of juice before and reason to go out there and absolutely dominate, you better believe that they do this game. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't get juice for this game, you are in the wrong profession. That's right. Uh so anyway, I just kind of wanted to bring that up because it's something that I think is not being talked about enough. You know what's cute, Jimbo? Mm. We saw it a lot last week. We saw a lot of Niners fans, and they were in there. Remember the pregame show? Remember there was all those Niners? I remember a few names. Easy money. There was a bunch of them. And they all said they'd be back after that game, didn't they? How Not many of them one. How many of them would be back? None Zero. of them, right? So I see a couple. I see a couple. And it's really cute that they're Dolphins fans because they're the Dolphins, right? Like right. They, they're, they're so irrelevant. Like you guys uh, are Dolphins. Yeah, like they're like at least the Niners, like they're relevant in the league. Like Niners have been a part. Like the Dolphins haven't been 
relevant since Marino. And and what's really hilarious is yet their fans have the audacity <laughs> to come in here and run their gums when they know we're going to absolutely wear these boys out, punch them in the mouth, and all that cute basketball on grass. It ain't going to work when when them big, mean-looking dudes in purple punch you in the face. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Keep it uh, coming. Just, just make sure you show up post game yeah. like none of them Niners fans did because they were all in bed early, and they probably went to bed a little early because they were looking for hope at the bottom of a liquor bottle, and and they fell asleep uh, j- just a little tuckered out. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cute. <laughs> I love it. It's adorable. These oh little yeah, this is great. I love it. Relevant. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, I I, I love seeing it. Oh, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Uh, man, there's a lot of them. You're right. I know. You know what? You know what's funny? There's more here than will be in uh I'm sure in their own stadium if we ever visit there because we just it's we call it Baltimore South is what we call it. Uh we don't yeah. even call it Miami. We just call it Baltimore South. Well, certainly I mean stadium. Lamar takes over the place, right? Like it's literally our stadium when we play there because even their own fans don't come out. Yeah. Um but let's get into I mean we you talked about it. you talked about the names. Yeah. The speed is unbelievable. I mean most are top speed for like two or three straight years. Yep. Tyree Kill. Oh, I mean, Cedric Wilson. Dave, Devon Achan. Unbelievable. Jeff Wilson. All three of the running backs can absolutely fly. fly. I mean, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's a it's definitely a challenge. Now, them not having Waddle is a huge, huge loss. But let me tell you what they've done so far, where they rank, and all that good stuff. So in points, they're first. They average 30.9 points per game, Jimbo. And no surprise in yards, their first 411 yards per game is their average. It's unbelievable. They're ninth in third down per, uh, conversion percent, 42% of the time they convert. Red zone scoring offensively, they're third. They score 64.8% of their red zone trips. Unbelievable. Rushing yards per game, they're fifth, top five, Jimbo. 136 yards per game on the ground. They can certainly do it both through the air and on the ground, because in the air, their first 200, excuse me, 75 yards per game through the air. Look, there's no doubt this team offensively on the rankings, Jimbo, it's impressive. There's no doubt. So you do have to dig a little bit, and you mm-hmm. have to look at when they played a winning team. They've only played a few, and mm-hmm. they've they've lost to all of them except for the except for the Cowboys and even that Cowboys game they certainly didn't put up near these types of numbers where they're averaging over 30 and they're and all this but when they play bad teams Jimbo they beat the absolute snot out of them yeah yeah look uh I am not I maybe I should be Glenn I, maybe I mm-hmm. should be more concerned about this game I don't know I'm not crazy concerned about this game because I think that like you said, this this defense is gonna punch these guys in the mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. They're gonna play sound football. Um, this is what I love yeah. most about our defense. We've got incredibly talented, talented and versatile players. Everyone talks about Kyle Hamilton, but really, talk about Marlon Humphrey sliding into the slot. I think that was the first time he'd really done that for the majority of the game this last last game, and all of a sudden he's just doing it at a high level. And we got a lot of moving parts. We got depth there that people don't talk about. The national media is never gonna pick up. But one of the things that I love about him is they they do what coaches want you to do and it's not special right like run to the ball hard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tackle well don't violently play. yeah exactly tackle in groups run to the ball uh play to the whistle uh you know play physical 
don't blow assignments. Like these things are the first things you learn as a football player, but it is amazing to me how if you can just do those things and marry that with talent and a good strategy, holy mm-hmm. crap. Mm-hmm. That's what we have in our defense, right? Like they're fundamentally sound, incredibly talented, well-coached guys. Yep. Uh, and and so I'm I am so looking forward to this match because everyone is all up in arms about the Mosterts and the Achans and the 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 Tuas and the the Tyreek Hills and whatever else you want to say, that's fine. Uh, but uh, just like you said, Glenn, just bring that energy after the game, and, uh, and that's right. we'd love to hang out with you because I I don't think it's going to turn out the way that people think it's it's going to. But Don C says I'm not worried about McDaniel's. We got McDonald. And we beat mm-hmm. the brakes off of McDaniel's daddy, Shannon, Shanahan, excuse me, 3,000 3, miles and six days ago. Trust in Lamar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, he is a disciple of one Shanahan. So um, it's, it's unfair to look past. I mean, they look, they beat us last year. Last year was last year, but they did beat us. Yep. Um, and they did it. They did it in dramatic fashion, overcoming what a 21 point deficit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all that was all that being said, last year was last year. Just that simple. This is a different Ravens team. So um I am so excited excited for this match. Let me ask you a question. Though. What are you what are you more excited for? Like last week, I was really excited about the McDaniel Shanahan matchup. Yeah. This week as well, I'm really excited about our defense against their offense. As far as like obviously I'm excited about the game in general, right? And offense is exciting to watch, but I'm really excited to see what what McDonald does here against this offense. Is there a particular matchup you're more excited about one than the other? No, I think you're right. It's a, it's a great coordinator matchup, right? Because you got to remember the defensive coordinator is Vic Fangio, who's yeah. I think the highest paid defensive coordinator in in football, and certainly mm. got to be one of the very most experienced. He's Two getting old up school there. coordinators, Munkin and and him going at it, you know. Right, and you got to think there may still be some bad blood from Vic Fangio. Remember last time we saw him, he was he was pretty Fine, salty. Like Yep, about what the Ravens did to him and his run defense. You remember my was, terrible uh, edit job thumbnail on that one where he had tears in his eyes? Yes, yes, yes. I loved it. I mean, so he, so there may be some extra motivation, a little extra juice. Maybe he stays yeah. up a little a little later one night to to help prepare. But you're right. I think McDaniel's look as much as uh, you know. I'm, I'm certainly no Dolphins fan, but I like I like Coach McDaniel. I mean, I, yeah, I yeah. It's hard he, not to. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's just, he, yeah, it's like, it's like you said, it's hard not to like the guy. Seems like he's the type of guy that players would want to play for. He lets you be who you are and doesn't try and, you know, make you, make you be something you're not. I, I, I think he certainly has a great offensive mind, but there's no, there's no doubt that uh, he's the protege of, of Kyle Shanahan and, and, and as well as McVay in, in a sense, like they're all from the same tree. They run a similar offense. We beat both those teams. And honestly, I think, who would I rather play of those three teams? I'd, I'd take the Dolphins. I mean, the way the Rams are playing when they're healthy, I don't want to play the Rams in the NFC. Like, I don't want no parts of what the Rams are. We barely squeaked that game out and just look at what they've done when they're healthy. We're the yeah. only team that's beaten them when they're healthy. Yeah. That's it. That's the end yep. of the list. The Ravens are the only team that's beaten them when they've had Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and a healthy Matthew Stafford. We're the only team that's beaten them. So I don't want to... So I, I I think that while it's scary, it's a tough offense for our defense. I think that's the the third best team at running that offense that we that we've played, and we beat the other two. So I, I feel pretty good about it. But I do think it's a hell of a matchup. They're the fastest team we've played offensively. There's no doubt about that. They're since they're the fastest team in the league. But yeah, um, 
yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a real fun matchup, man. I, I tell you, two good kickers too. I mean, Sanders was the reason they won last week. I mean, look, it seemed like no team wanted to win. Both the, the Cowboys yeah. stink on the road and refuse to win, and the Dolphins stink against any good team and don't want to win. So it looked like that during the game. Both teams were like, I don't want to win, yeah, uh, but ultimately, yeah, and ultimately Sanders was was kind of the difference. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh. Well, let me, let me tell you this, Glenn. My key to the game, I already kind of talked about it, but like, unlike last year, like, let's just keep ourselves as defenders between the end zone and the ball carrier. There you go. <laughs> like, it sounds very simple. Let's just do that. Fluky, and then man. obviously tackle soundly, right? I think if we're able to do that, mm-hmm. then we make life very difficult for them because they are very dependent on the big play, on the breakout run on the, you know, the big play over the top of Tyreek Hill. And I think with Waddle being out, it does have an impact on them and our ability to hone in on one Tyreek Hill. You know, I, I we kind of saw it last week where I think McDonald will kind of pick a guy and say, okay, where where can we give up the most? Because you can't do everything. You can't answer all the questions when, you, when you're going up against a good football team, right? Right. So we saw a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff early to, to, to uh, Kittle. Yeah, But I honestly think that was a conscious – not that he was allowing him to just catch the football, right? But I think there were other priorities on his list that he wanted to do his very best to kind of, you know, mitigate, right? And and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he strategizes against Tyreek. Like, do you let him get a ton of catches and just believe your team can make the tackles? Do you try and shut him down and completely not letting him get the ball while also being concerned he's going to beat you over the top? All that's going to be really fun to watch. But I think ultimately just keeping the guys in front of you and tackling them as much as that sounds simple. We do that successfully against the Bengals who are dependent on the big play. You talked about the other offenses that are Shanahan esque that we've done a good job at doing that against as well. And I think we'll do it again here. That's my key to the game defensively as elementary as it sounds. It is going to be so crucial. I mean, look what happened last year. All the guys did was outrun us. Yeah, it was pretty simple. I mean, we made it really easy for him. A bunch of young guys forgot how to, how to play football for a little while. So yeah, there's no doubt that, if they just played mediocre or below average defense in that game, we still beat the beat the brakes off of them. But they 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 forgot how to play defense for a little bit, let guys run by them, and, and I think you're right, and it, they they certainly didn't forget that and want to right some yep. of those wrongs. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, to me, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different keys I can say for this game. Certainly, if you look at back, I, I talked to you about this pregame. Uh, in all four of their losses, Tyreek Hill has been kept in like in check, like like crazy. I mean, look right now, they lost to the Bills. 48 to 20. By the way, oh, at least at least we know that Ravens losses, we've had we've had a few bad losses. But all of those games, we were we were we were beating that team in the fourth quarter pretty handily. Like the 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 the, or the, the Browns game, they literally led for 0 seconds. They won yeah. the game on a on a last second field goal as mm-hmm. time expired. I mean, the Bills beat the I mean, 48 to 20. But anyway, 48 to 20, Tyreek Hill, three catches, 58 yards. They lost to the Eagles, 31 to 17. Again, just crushed. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, but only 88 yards. I mean, obviously kept in check. They lost to the the Chiefs. Uh, they lost to the Chiefs. He had eight catches, 62 yards. He go they go play the Titans. They lost to the Titans. <laughs> and wait, wasn't it? What's his name under center too? The dude that puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Yeah, Levis. Yeah, Levis. Captain Mayo. And by the way, the Titans have one road win. Guess where? Guess who it was against? Miami. Wasn't that overseas too? Technically, 
Oh yeah, I guess right. that was in, so I guess it was a it was a neutral field. Uh, that was that was the my uh, the the London game. But in that game, Tyreek four catches, sixty one yards. So all four of their losses, he was held under ninety yards. So certainly that's going to be a focus. And and when I watched last week's game, Christian McCaffrey was hurting us with those outside zones. Like he was getting mm-hmm. outside, and and honestly, the Niners kind of kept him away from the ball more so than we did in the first half. And then game script made it to where they couldn't, you know, go to him too much in the second half. So you certainly got to limit the outside runs. The difference here is I don't think their offensive line is going to do what the Niners offensive line was able to do. They were able to get up to the second and third levels. They were able to get heads or heads and hands on, on our linebackers. Yeah. I'm not so sure this offensive line can do it, but that's, that's a good one. I think the quick release for Tua, he's averaging the quickest release on deep balls out of any quarterback in the league. It's no surprise that those guys can get down there faster than any yeah. team in the league. Right. So you can throw it faster. But right. I do think you have to find a way to disrupt their timing. He's all about timing. So obviously jamming receivers at the line. Now they use motion, I think, even more than the Ravens do, which is pretty crazy because the Ravens motion constantly. They do that in effort to stop the jamming at the line of scrimmage. You get a guy moving, it's hard to jam them. Almost impossible. So there's a lot of there's a lot of, of keys. But to me, uh, the biggest key is, is just – getting stingy in the in the red zone this I is like a it. this is a uh the, the ravens red zone defense is phenomenal and so i think that's where the game is re- is won and lost in there in the red zone for our offense and in the red zone for our defense if we can put up touchdowns and limit them to field goal opportunities that's to me the difference they're going to get yards between the 20s don't get frustrated because tyree kill's probably going to have double digit catches yeah but tackle them at the line like jimmy said don't let them turn a five-yard catch into a 60-yard gain. And once that field gets condensed and that speed isn't as valuable because you know you got a back of an end zone behind you as a defender that they can't run through, then it's all about physicality. And I don't think they can pound the ball enough against our run defense to, to get it in the end zone. So just, it's all about red zone to me, Jimbo. It's all it's about. And Roquan is my breakout player because I okay. think he's going to have 500 tackles in this game because I just don't think their linemen can get up to the second level and block our guys. I expect double-digit tackles from both Roquan and Pat Queen in this game. Hey, man, I can, I can absolutely see that. Um, and, yeah, like like you said, I think uh, <clears throat> the the breakout player is good. I like the getting stingy in the red zone, and we've done a good job at that. You mentioned, obviously, we're number three in the league. But uh, I think the other thing, too, I would add to that that neither of us put down is just – I kind of touched on this, but just realizing that big plays are going to happen. But if a big play happens in between the 20s, it doesn't mean we need to let that cascade into something worse, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they're a good offense with a lot of talent. But, um, yeah, locking up in the red zone and just having a short memory. If it, if Look, if it was a 60-yard play to get down there, that doesn't mean we need to let the next 20, the next 15, the next 10 be gimmies. Yeah. Right? Make them work for it. I think that's going to be important as well. And, yep. man, I can't wait to see two on the run. Can't yeah, <laughs> that, that good, Don. That good. That's how good. That's right. Glenn D- Don C says Glenn is the songbird of our generation. Hit us with one, Glenn. You got something? It's gonna be for the victory. Okay, I'm gonna okay. be singing, singing a lot. And you know what's? You know what? I really hope that these Dolphins fans come to hear it because uh, let me tell yeah. you, there's Talking nothing that talk. There's nothing like a night at being serenaded after the Ravens beat the brakes off your Dolphins. So just yeah, come on yeah. back, and I'll sing you a song that day. Um, but appreciate it, Don. Yeah, I have to. Hold on, let me, 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 me. Hold on, let me. Get, get, the, on, get, the, get the honey and lemon in the cup. Get y'all yeah, man. tuned up. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, but I like your breakout play. The only thing I didn't mention as well was my breakout player is Marlon Humphrey. Part of that is because I think that's a payback from him going out uh, in the last year's game. But I also think Marlon is just on a crusade now that he's back, now that he's healthy. Had a huge game against the Niners. I think he has a bigger game against Miami. Uh, and I, I think he gets his hands on the football. Um, I love it. Yeah, I think he gets his hands on the football. Uh, back-to-back games. This is probably the first time in his career he's done it back-to-back games. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. uh, I think he does it and has a huge, huge game. But yeah, as far you know, as the-, you, the, the part that shocks me, Jimbo, is is I don't know. Like, I, I get why the Niners fans were confident. Like, I mean, look, they were blowing doors off of teams. They they look good. They looked unstoppable. But where do the Dolphins get their confidence? They got I one, I, I, one win over a team, a winning team. One. They got yeah. 10 wins over Well, and I think they've had one playoff win in the past 23 years. I mean, you're talking about irrelevant. So in the past 23 win. years, the Ravens have double-digit playoff wins and a Super Bowl and, and winning records and an MVP. Two Super Bowls and, in 23 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two, yeah. What am I saying? Two, yeah. two Super Bowls. I mean, I, mean I, I just don't get the blind confidence, Jimbo. The Ravens don't only have seven wins over winning teams. Seven over wins above 500. They've beaten those teams by 14 or more points, all seven of them. Yeah. So they didn't just beat seven good winning teams. By the way, those teams include, uh, just look at the power rankings, and you'll see all the teams they oh, beat. You'll just see the bodies. Because I mean, it's literally all division leaders and all top 10 power rankings. Not only did they beat all seven of those teams, they beat them by 14 or more. These bum-ass Dolphins had a, needed a walk-off against a Cowboys team that has not won any important road games in the last three years. So it's just like, no, they were out there trying to lose on their confidence. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't understand the confidence. Like, I mean, I oh. literally was not alive when this team was relevant, but yet they cut They, I, I just don't understand. They can't even sell out their own stadium when they are 10 win team, but yet they have the audacity to come out here and, uh, and be confident. It's hilarious, but I cannot wait for this weekend, Jimbo. Cause I have not been this confident in a mm-hmm. game where there's mm-hmm. two, you know, a number one, number two seed. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been this confident against two double-digit teams matching in, in a long time. I mean, I get that they're they're fast and they got this, they got... But, dude, they can't beat good teams. They just can't do it. They can only beat good, uh, poor, bad teams. And and I like their little basketball on grass is going to meet uh, football on grass. And I, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I can't wait as well. Tom Voto says, who would you guys rather have, Bateman or Hollywood? Man, I'm gonna go. Man, I I see why that's a good question. I think it's a better question. Most people go, "Oh, we'll take Bateman," but Hollywood made a lot of of important catches for us. Dropped a few big ones too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, that's a tough. I think I might have to. Oh man, that's a tricky one. You know what? I'm gonna ride with Bateman because I just think he's on the cusp. I just hope that he's not one of those players because it's looking more and more likely that he's gonna be one of those guys that Jimbo that leaves and just tears it up and just goes nuts at his next stop. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong, but I can see. Mm-hmm. No, I can absolutely see that as well. Uh, but look, we need him to show out, and make himself some money, whatever the outcome of his next contract may be. Uh, let's uh, go out there and and make some make yourself some money this week, next mm-hmm. week, and into the playoffs. All that being said, speaking of money, make yourself some money by using BetUS. You like that transition, DK? You I like that? It. You like that? Uh, that was – wait, you didn't get my last joke, Glenn, so I'll, I'll give you this one. Uh, that was on po- porpoise. That was on porpoise. Oh, because of the <laughs> dolphin. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, 
Do you like that? I, mean, I was trying to figure out how to rent, monkey wrench that one in there. I've been thinking about that one all day. Uh, but anyway, look, BetUS is our faithful partner. We love using them. You guys should should do the same. Go check them out. Uh, you get a you get a match up to one hundred twenty five percent, up to twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, so go check them out. Use the promo code or the link in the description that DK has so graciously placed in there. Uh, and look, if you want to do in game bets, uh, if you want to do the rest of the season bets, if you want to do MVP odds, if you want to do prop bets, if you want to do uh, yards for Tua, whatever it is, yards for Lamar. Uh, just a straight up win loss. They got all of it. Go check it out. Uh, and look, it's an easy way for you guys to support the show, get some free money, have some fun, just do so responsibly. But our competition, of course, is brought to you by BetUS. Yeah, but- and we're here to talk about it. The over-under competition that you guys can participate in and get some swag simply by winning every week. Uh, the way that you participate is you, you, you watch the video, obviously, answer the questions here, submit your guesses via social media, any of the handles that are above Glenn's head or in this video here on YouTube, once the video is off, like once we're not live and you can leave comments in the comment section, not the chat, the comment section, go ahead and you can put your answer in there as well. All that being said, let's get right into it. What's the first one, DK? All right, number one, over under Lamar Jackson, passing yards. The line is at 250 and a half. I tell you what, I just got to say, DK did good this week. Did he? I think he did good this He week. got us last week with a couple of them, dude. Yeah. He, he pulled the wool. Yeah, so 250 and a half, and last game was 252. Uh, so I'm disappointing gonna... you guys, man. Why is that? I, well, the reason I'm going under is because, like I said before, I think it just goes with my offensive key. I think it's a time of possession thing, and I think we see a resurgence of Gus Edwards. I think, yeah, I think we see a lot of running here. I think we see a lot of beating them up because we do two things. You know, we obviously get uh, – we are able to be physical with their defense, but we also keep their offense off the field. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a real emphasis here. I think that Munkin's going to dial it up. And uh, so I'm going with under, not because Lamar's not going to perform. I just think that it's going to be those games where he's handing it off a lot. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I say over, I mean, look, I look, I look Josh Allen, 320, Jalen hurts, 280. Will mayonnaise in your coffee eating ass Levis 327, Jimbo. Mm. So I say over. Hell yeah. Over. Mm. All right. I think I really the not or the Ravens put together like seven consecutive scoring drives or, or six consecutive. I think it was seven, right? DK? Seven. Yeah. Seven. I like how you drew the seven really quick. I appreciate that. Seven straight scoring drives against the Niners defense. And I got to imagine there's not many people in the in, in no matter where you who you ask. They would mm-hmm. say that the Niners defense is worse than the Dolphins yeah. defense. So, in my opinion, I mean, come on. Two, 250 is light work for Lamar Jackson. This year's MVP. All right. Fair enough. I, I mean, I can't disagree with that. Like I said, I think it's just a strategy thing. Got you. All right. Moving on. I like this next one, Jimbo. Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. targets. and This man, one took me I, a long time to answer. Dude, I want this to be over so bad. Like, so I bad. wanted to put over. But I have to see it. But I, I would love him to get eight targets. Please, eight to ten targets would make me thrilled because I guarantee if he gets ten targets, Jimbo, he's catching eight of them and he's going for 80 to 100 yards, no problem. Like, no mm-hmm. problem. But he just doesn't get enough targets to get into rhythm. Like, maybe he's like one of those guys that just needs looks to get better. But when you're only getting three targets a game, it's kind of tough. So I'm going to say under. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm going under as well um, simply because – 
of everything you just said. It's hard to disagree. Yeah. And DK says over, though. Over. He thinks this is the game. He's, yeah, this is where DK starts to lose. I don't know, man. We thought that last week, and he. I know, and he started sneaky, to separate. Man. He's sneaky. I know. Uh, all right, moving on to our first of the DK can still make this. He can still tie by the. He still is in, is in this thing, dude. It's like he's like the Browns, dude. He just, he's just. Well, you thought they were hey. done. You thought they were done. That's Here right. Joe are. Flacco and him, right? They got something in common there. That's right. That's right. All right, Ravens tackles for loss. DK sets it at four and a half. Last week we had five. I'm going to say over because, look, if they can have five against uh, the Niners yeah. and that rush attack, I, I got to say, I think I think we're going to have I, – look, I know they're fast. I know they're, I know there are a lot of things, but I just don't think their offensive line is going to be able to get up to the second level and move our guys like the way they were. And so I think, I think over. Yeah, I'm going other because I think it's a lot. Okay. <laughs> no other math behind it other than that. I thought, okay, in my head, like, okay, if, say we get three sacks – you know, that could, that could make that easy, that number easier to attain. And I could see that, but I'm just going under because I think it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a high number, but like, I uh, could see four flat. One a quarter is a pretty good clip. for that is, That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. DK says under as well. So he's kind of on your side. Um, you're both wrong. All right. Tyree <laughs> kill the next one. Tyree killed receiving yards. He sets yeah. it at one Oh five and a half. I explained earlier why I'm going to say under because in all mm -hmm. four of their losses, he's been held under 90. So, of course, mm -hmm. if I'm picking the Ravens to win the game uh, and just going by the logic, when the Dolphins play good teams, they stink. I'm going to say under for that reason as well. I think that's good logic. The only thing I'll say here is with Waddle out, I think it makes a difference. I do. I do disagree. I think he goes for 105, but I'll say this, Glenn. I think he's left scoreless. I think he doesn't get a touchdown. I think he's limited in between the 20s. Mm -hmm. I think. You know, it only takes one big play. You know, he breaks one tackle, he gets 40. Breaks, you know what I mean? So I think that he'll get there. But I, and I think that, um, but I think you, like you said, they're stingy in the red zone. So uh, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of numbers for me. If he get, you said it before, he's going to get double digit targets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it makes that math hard uh, for me to say under on this one. So I'm going over here. But yeah. like I said, I, I think he's held out of the end zone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if he what's the health really. Yeah, that's that definitely angle. another factor. Like this was a tricky one for me. I didn't answer it so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And and also it was funny last week because I had, you know, full disclosure, Dolphins fans are gonna love hearing this. I did have the combination of Tua and Tyreek Hill on my fantasy team. And so last year I was I mean, last week, being as a it's the playoffs, I was really studying the injury report. And the first injury report comes out for the Dolphins, and the first line, Jimbo was the entire starting offensive line mispractice. Mm. That, they didn't even name the names individually. He right. just, in, in the effort of making things quicker, the entire starting offensive line was DNP. So uh, I think that'll impact as well um, Tyreek Hill and the rest of the offense. And so, the TFLs and a lot of other stuff. Yeah. All that, all that. Um, all right, first tiebreaker is the total score over under. 46 and a half is where DK sets it for this week, Jimbo. Over under. This is going over. This is going over because the Ravens are going to trounce them or they're going to find a way to get enough simply to push it over. Like, I could see this being a – I mean, what's the math here? Like, a, a yeah, this ends up being like a 20 – if this is like a 30-27 game, which is pretty standard these days, I'm, we're already over, right, unless my yep. math is wrong? No, you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, I'm going over. This one was the easiest one for me, the line. Yeah, I'll say over as well. I think uh, – 
I think the Ravens get up near 30 in this one, uh, maybe maybe a hair over, and I think the 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 Dolphins get around 20. Yeah, it's really the tricky part is what they're going to be held to, in my opinion. Yeah. Because if the defense just goes out on a tear. Yeah. Right? Which, like, it could be. Well, just ask the Niners how that feels. Yeah, exactly. Whew. Um, all right, second tiebreaker, and I see I've gotten completely screwed on the uh, latest entries uh, mm. on the tiebreaker closest to the pin. I have virtually no shot to win this. this so one. at this point, we've all been pinned in, right? I think I've been pinned in maybe twice. Um, have you? Yeah. So, no, DK not- said he's gotten it the worst multiple times. I have to agree with him. Well, yeah, but he brought it on himself. All yeah. right, <laughs> he's going to live the late life of a uh, of a nightlife or a jet setter. Okay, there's consequences. All right. And when you can't defend yourself, we're just gonna make shit up. All right. <laughs> and people are gonna buy it. Let me tell you, I know that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Full disclosure, my in-laws thought DK had a problem. I mean, they were worried about the way he was he we were reporting that he was drinking. <laughs> they were worried. Um no, oh. no, DK is does not have any issues. And sometimes, occasionally, when we say he's drinking, he's not really. Occasion. Yeah, yeah, he is of sound mind and body, folks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, um, this one is the is the closest to the pin, of course. So you you give your number for the total yards for the Ravens, and is our mm-hmm. second tiebreaker. Um, like Glenn said, he has gotten pinned in. I'm at 370. DK's at 335. Glenn, what are you at, my friend? I put mine in, I believe, first at 366. If not, I was definitely uh, second. Was first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was you, Jimmy. It You're was the strategic. One. It was yeah. yeah. It was strategic. Hey, yeah. man, you think you know a guy. <laughs> hey, look, you're only one game back, dude. I got to stop playing around. That's true. That's a fact. Yeah, I got, I got, yeah, I got to put two feet forward, man. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Um, But all right, well, that's it for us tonight. Guys, don't forget, we will be back. Yep. As soon as that game is over. And I hope to goodness that these goofballs, Dolphins fans are in here. But I got a sneaky feeling that they'll be hiding just like every other fan base that comes in here trolling. That's and right. they all go home and go to sleep early. They never come back uh, for the post game. And you know, I just like one to come back humbly. Just one. It's coming back, come back humbly, but they never will. No. Uh, Don C's here for it. DK he says, DK, good luck with the 2024 New Year's resolution of sobriety. I love it. DK, we're here for you, bro. We're here for you. Okay? Yeah, man, you got a support system here, yeah. um, no doubt about it. Uh, but it, that, that's it for us tonight, guys. We will be back and we will bring in the new year together because that game is on New Year's Eve. And yep. look, what better place than to be here with you guys recapping another Ravens W and not just another Ravens win, a win that guarantees playoffs will come through the bank. And look, if anyone's been to a, a big game at the bank, they know we know how to bring it. We know mm-hmm. when to cheer. We know how loud to cheer. We mm-hmm. impact games here in Baltimore. So man, I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to this weekend. Agreed. Couldn't have said it better myself. That is it for us tonight, folks. Ah! Ah! Ah!